Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 42 of the Island Sports Talk podcast. Well over a year in the making this past Sunday, Stern and I finally reunited in person, watched football together. Colts and Vikings both won. Vibes are very high. Fun episode for you guys coming here. Both of our guys got huge, huge games this upcoming Sunday. Nervously excited, but I digress. We got our 200-point lineup, closest one yet, flops and ballers, and we air some grievances we had with Red Zone this week. Nonetheless, it is a great show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, hello. Here we are, another Thursday, November 18th, 2021. This will be our precursor to the Patriots and Falcons matchup. Uh, we're, we're, we're kind of, you know, in a, in a lull with Thursday night football, I think. Like some, these, ma- like, they're brutal. They are, they are not good matchups. I mean, I've got to be honest. I'm not looking forward to a real barn burner of a Patriots-Falcons matchup. But but living in the Northeast, in Connecticut, I know a lot of people are excited to see the Patriots beat the shit out of the Falcons. So good for them. I'm just not one of those people. Yeah, I mean, I get it. These teams obviously have the historic Super Bowl. But what was that, four years ago now? These teams are so much different. Obviously, Matt Ryan's still there, but Julio's gone. Edelman, Tom Brady are gone. It, 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 there's no allure to the Patriots-Falcons matchup to me anymore. I mean, obviously, no. the first thing you think of is 28-3, to but I feel like it's kind of a forced like narrative. Like the, the Falcons are never going to be in the same class as the Patriots. And, you know, with the last couple weeks, the way things have gone, they still probably aren't in the same class as them. But – Enough about our recap of this game. We're kind of just diving into this. We'll we'll save that yeah, for we'll, the end of the episode. Um, I got I got something to discuss about uh, a, a crazy stat about Matt Ryan and how he performed last week. No, it's not this Thursday, but we'll, we'll still discuss that. Um, weekly picks, Tom. I I think I made up massive ground on you with those two extra games. Um, still got yeah, a long, I got a long I'm, way to go. I'm I'm on a slump. These past three weeks, I've gone under 500. So this week, this is a, this is a huge week. I'm starting to feel like you know, you know, the first seven or eight weeks we were we were comparing ourselves like, all right, we're doing well, we're we're, we're matching up we're with these experts, it. but now we're, we're definitely going. falling behind in the pack. But you have gained ground. You know, like two or three weeks ago, it was like a five six game lead. It's down to two. So I'll try to get some separation from you, but. You know, kudos. I'll give you a golf clap. Kudos to you. 
Probably, uh, probably should have made up more ground on you. I don't know why I assumed that the Falcons would beat the Cowboys. I think that was more just wishful thinking than them actually being able to do it because we saw how that game went. Oh, yeah. One worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just to briefly go into that, I really think people were – and I said it all Sunday when we were in each other's presence um, – <laughs> I get it. The Cowboys got the shit kicked out of them by the Broncos, but that might have just been their reality check game. You know, they had won six in a row. They were due for, you know, a little hiccup. And I like, I get it. The It is the popular thing to just go rag on the Cowboys as soon as, you know, they mess up. And believe me, I don't mind it at all. I don't oh, have any room for that team, so I don't really care seeing them struggle. But... I mean, this does feel like the structure of this team is different than years past. Will it lead to a Super Bowl? I don't think so, but we'll see. I just think this is a much more balanced team than in years past. The defense is actually, you know, pretty good, and it's showed that throughout the majority of this season. So they just showed up, and, you know, the classic Falcons, as soon as they get a hint, a little hint of expectation or, you know, light, they falter and 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 fall, and we'll get more into the Falcons later. But I thought it was very predictable. A forty-point game? No, I didn't expect that. But I did think the Cowboys would win by at least two scores because the talent is just so vastly different, and and you saw that. But I think I think it really sparks the question that I think last year we we all knew it, but now it really is. Is Matt Ryan done? And I think the answer is yes. If not, he's been done for a year. And that's just how I feel about Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean, he'll – he's entering, like, I think his Philip Rivers, you know, part of his career where, you know, he's getting up there in age. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with him, no shot. But he'll still put up decent seasons. But at what cost? I mean, last year we did see a nice season from Rivers. But, you know, as hopeful as I was – even when they made the playoffs, there, there was like no doubt in my mind that they were not going to win. Odd way to say it, but I, I didn't. I didn't expect them to win. I didn't think Philip Rivers at that point. You know, aside from the fact that he'd never reached one, uh, you, you just don't feel it with Matt Ryan either. Like they're not that game-breaking quarterback. They're not that topper, uh, upper echelon quarterback that they were maybe you know six years prior to this point. But yeah, I think contending for Matt Ryan, it's over. Like, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get, you know, nine, ten solid games, you know, maybe four or five vintage games, and then flocks, absolute flocks. And, you know, oh, well, sorry, Atlanta. I mean, you got a a World Series, so deal with that. Be be happy about that. I mean, the whole NL East has World Series, except for – Okay, I mean, that was just insanely (laughs) (laughs) – Right out of left field there. We brought I, mean, the I, don't, I, had a, I don't understand. That was just such an unnecessary shot. <laughs> that, was, that was absolutely ridiculous. But whatever. I mean, okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, so your previous game of the week, Tuam. How, uh, yeah, yeah, you take this because I have to recover from that now. <laughs> All right. So I wouldn't say it was a game of the week, but I did come out last week and predict that the Chiefs, this would be their coming out game, that they would play like the Chiefs, that Mahomes would play like Mahomes. And I was right. 
I mean, I did expect it to be a closer game, and I was actually hoping that it was going to be a closer game, but it is what it is. The Las Vegas Daniel Carlson's couldn't do it. He only had two points this week. Pretty disappointing. And, yeah, the, the Chiefs played like the Chiefs. We'll, we'll talk about them quite a bit later in this episode. Oh, will we? Oh, yes, yes. Mahomes' name does get dropped quite often, and, and when he balls like that, it, it is rightfully so. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I believe I had the Saints and the Titans. And, I mean, on paper it was a good game, but it was just riddled with referees once again. And, you know, every week, you know, there's two or three games that there's referee controversy. Um, For the Titans, good for them for escaping, but that might have been their first hint of, all right. And here I am again saying, all right, maybe they're coming back, but they've still won. However... I mean, no Kamara. Mark Ingram still had a very good game. Trevor Simeon almost won them the game. I don't I know what the Saints are. I thought I they thought were going to win, too. <laughs> I thought they were going to win. I didn't want them to win just because of conference and, and playoff implications. But, I, yeah, no, I, I thought they were going to win. I, yeah, I really did. But, I mean, the, Tex, the, the Titans escaped their tough part of the schedule by going, you know, probably like 5-1 and one or 6-0. and oh. And now they have, like, the 31st easiest schedule the rest of the way. So yeah. they're set up quite nicely for a Derrick Henry return, and we'll we'll see how that goes. But what would you say was the game of the week? Uh, we were alluding to this prior to recording. Not a great selection. Not a great selection. I mean, we'll, if we really want to go into it and look at the scores of last week, but before I do that, my, my game of the week was actually the Vikings and the Chargers. Um, so was mine. <laughs> so it just – it really was the closest game. And even though the score was only 27-20, to 20, which is a one-score game, the, we'll, we'll talk about the Vikings altogether. I will just say it right now because I was already on to it. The Vikings closed the door in the Chargers' face. Um, that game very easily could have went to overtime, and it had the recipe to be just a Viking collapse of we have the lead, seven points, we have the ball, all right, turnover on downs or uh, punted away to the Chargers, let them come back and score and go to overtime and lose. It was very – it felt like a Viking game that was coming, and, and they closed the door in the face of the Chargers. And I know I'm going to repeat that later on in, in our clown team segment, but just it was the game of the week to me. And two touch base on those scores of last week, it was brutal. I mean, the Dolphins unexpectedly beat the Ravens 22-10. to The Titans 23-21 to against the Saints – the Bills was just brutal, forty-five to seventeen against the Jets, which I think we could just close the door on uh, the Mike White hype. Uh, I do not think he would be a number one draft pick. No, uh, definitely not. That that winless watch of the Lions and Steelers, man. I I knew they were gonna not win the game. I guess is a good way to say it. So I guess it's a, it's a tide. I mean, the Lions, they just – I think if they keep on this path, Dan Campbell's going to get fired. Uh, they probably should target the Bills' offensive coordinator, the Chiefs' also offensive coordinator to be their head coach because since Jim Caldwell has been gone, they're just – Who should have never been fired in the first place. Yeah. It, it's just – it's bad to be a Lions fan. So I guess it's a tie. I wasn't wrong, but I wasn't right. So moving on, the Colts and the Jags, 23-17. to 17. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Um, Washington with the upset over the box, just craziness, I mean, twenty nine to nineteen. Thank you. Brandon. How does that? How does that happen? And this week, 
you, you know how it happens? It's because I pick Brady. That's how it happens. The, the football gods are out to curse me, and that's just – that's how it is. I, I cannot win. Fantasy, pick'ems, nothing. It's just the odds are against me. I mean, the, the upsets weren't as crazy this week, but, I mean, I guess the Vikings were probably underdogs, but not nearly to the extent of the Dolphins and the and the, the football team. No, so. the football team, that was, that was outrageous. Those, so those another games. week with two just unfathomable games. Uh and those are two losses for us. That's when we when we're yeah. looking at our recap. Those aren't games we should be expecting to lose. <laughs> yeah. It's that that stuff doesn't happen. We're we're not we're not experts, but how are we supposed to predict that? And if we did come out and predict that, you you think we're nuts. So that, that's tough. That's tough. But yeah, um, just, it, it's just also just not fair. I, I don't yeah. like it. It's not fair. So the Pats just obliterated the Browns, who we will discuss later, 45-7. to seven. The Cowboys, same, put the, put the Falcons on their knee, 43-3. to three. The Panthers, which should not have been a shock, but because last week Colt McCoy led the Cardinals to beat the 49ers, I thought, hey, maybe he'll do it again. I, sh- I, I should have knew this, that the Panthers would, uh, would win and their defense looks stellar. So I blame us both, too, because, I you know – I blame Colt McCoy. You'll get one good game out of him. It was shame on us for expecting two straight games. Sam Darnold honestly made the Panthers look worse than they were. They're still not a bet. You just have to play decent quarterback, and this team could honestly make you know a dark horse playoff push for a yeah, wild card. Nothing crazy. Newton, yeah, if Cam Newton could do something, and he actually comes out playing remnants of of old school Cam Newton. Good for the Panthers, man. I got DJ Moore. I got Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I don't want to see them win because I don't like that for the NFC wild card, but I want to I want to see them score some points. So good for them. I mean, we said it, the Vikings 27 to 20 against the Chargers in LA. Uh, the ugliest game of the week, in my opinion, the Packers and the Seahawks, the return of Rodgers and Wilson. Just, I don't even know why Red Zone was showing it. 17 to nothing Packers. AJ Dillon just took the Our, show over. Just- Horrible game. Horrible. Horrible. We'll, we'll talk about red zone a little bit later and the disgust that I had for them. Um, the Eagles 30-13 to against the Broncos in uh, in Denver. Chiefs 41-14, to the, the obliteration there. And then the another weird one, which I would say, and possibly the curse of Odell, 31-10, to the 49ers over the Rams. I mean, I, I would say that's another. Yeah, I was about to say that's that's another one just – Maybe not Weird. shocking that the 49ers won. No, I think I, kind of kind of shocking, but those, the, also the way they won. Those divisional matchups are, are hard. Um, you never really can predict those, but God, that was just. And I know it, it looked ugly on TV. I don't know if it was rain or fog or what was going on, but ah, I don't know. That, I, I, it just sucks. I, I wanted to see Stafford come out and light it up with Odell, and it, it didn't have to be targeting Odell. It could have been Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson, but I wanted to see him win. So it sucks. Yeah, no, it was definitely not what you wanted, but for you already know for sure we'll get to them later. That yeah. is a given. Yeah, you got a lot to discuss. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm excited. First time together, Tuam, in a long time. Well over a year, oh, actually, watching football for the first time in well over a year. I always forget we had that little, you know, November get together last year. But yes, Friendsgiving it was a great time. From that, 
I mean, that's still it's still almost been a year. It, it was still November when we saw each other anyway, so almost exactly a year. Um, it was great. It was it was everything we needed. Yes, yes, I would say so. The the afternoon brunch, love yeah. that. The, the even though our waitress, she was she Man. was trying her hardest to uh to jeopardize our day. Brutal. I mean, I I haven't had service like that in a while, but I. <laughs> I understand it's crazy out there. You know, the supply chains are insane. Those those waitresses are hard, so I, I, I do feel for them. Um, no, go, going 2-0 together, it felt good. And I I would have loved to see the Colts blow out the Jags or, or at least kind of win without leaving the door open for that to, to bite your nails a little bit because I was sitting there towards the end of the game saying, are the Jags going to do this? I was like, are they yeah. really going to do this? So that would have been heartbreaking. Yes, I, I did not want to see that happen. So I'm just happy we both got the win. Um, we actually had to turn off red zone at one point because yeah. all – I just couldn't believe it. All they were showing was the 0-0 Packers and Seahawks game and the Denver game with the Eagles. And I was like, the Vikings and Chargers are playing a competitive football game, semi-high scoring, 27-20. to 20. Why are we not focused in on that? Why are we watching shit games? And this is like all bias aside. Obviously, you know, the three of us, Mr. Jared also alongside with us, um, we all wanted to watch the Vikings game. Not only because, you know, we're rooting for you, but objectively it was the best game of the four. I mean, Eagles-Broncos was close for a while, and then Darius Slay got the fumble recovery, and, you know, most of the fourth quarter was a wash. So to continue to show that Packers-Seahawks game, it was oh, pathetic. Okay. At the very least, you could have double boxed. Yeah. And we only had to shut off red zone for the four o'clock games. But, you know, if there wasn't as many games as there were at, at one o'clock, we might have had to do it again there because how much? We almost watched Dude, the we entire watched, tie. Like, we almost we watched, watched the entire Lions Steelers game. The amount of attention that they put on that game was insane. Every time they went to the Jets and the Bills, the Bills had already scored or were already in the red zone, and they would have to do that stupid rewind to the catch us up yeah. because they never were on top of it. It was a – listen, we love Scott. We love the red zone. We'd be dead without both of them. But it was a very poor day. It was a poor red zone performance this past week. I don't know if it's just you and I and Jared thinking that, but I feel like it, it kind of was noticeable. I, I was think noticeable. you could tell when red zone isn't having a great day. They didn't have a great day. No. Nah. No, we did not need to see that tie game. We, I mean, yes, highlights of the tie game put, put out there, but to watch 90% of that game on red zone, it was disgusting. We we do not need to see the 0-9, 0-8-1 Lions for 90% of our Sunday. Can't happen. Cannot happen. So, yes, I, I completely agree. Very and it wasn't a good game. It was just disgusting weather. Two just disgusting teams. Neither Nothing about it was admirable. And Yeah, exactly. Neither of them wanted to win. Pathetic game. Horrible game. And I hated that we had to even watch it. I hated it. I hated it so much. But yeah. nonetheless, I digress. We'll definitely have another one this season yeah, hoping, for sure. Hoping for playoffs. If we could get together for the playoffs or even a week before the playoffs, I'd love to watch week 18 to see if we have any wild card implications. Go to a bar and watch our games and just – Oh, that would be great. We'll, we'll definitely figure that out, too. Uh, yeah. It was necessary. It was certainly necessary. Um, got to monitor our lineups. We'll, we'll get over that later. Um, <laughs> but, but it was good, and I can't wait to do it again. 
But yeah, mediocre red zone showing. We got our upsets in, and now it's time to just dive straight in to our flops and ballers. And why don't you take us off? Take us away. So there, were, I mean, we we went through the scores. There were a lot of ways that we could have went with the flop team, and I'm I'm going to talk about the opposite team for ballers. But I want to discuss the Kevin Stefanski led Browns with a blowout loss on the road. I mean, we really got to ask ourselves these questions: Is is Kevin Stefanski done? <laughs> did did Odell curse the Browns? Or the Browns just the Browns? No. No, we're not. I mean, this was a statement win by the Patriots in an extremely tight AFC wildcard race. I mean, you see the AFC standings. It's insane. Anyone can be a wildcard. Unlike anything I've ever seen. It's, it's stupid. I mean, what? There's 12 or 13 teams in the AFC that are all fighting for those two wild card or three wild card spots, it's it's, it's, it's fucking nuts. absurd. So I get it. It, it was a, a really big statement win by the Patriots. Um, we could say this loss was because of Baker's injury, which honestly I, I don't believe is the case here. I I think they were losing no matter what before Baker's shoulder got crushed. But I think this just goes to show that this team needs their running backs. This team needs. Nick Chubb, it needs Kareem Hunt. And I honestly believe they still would have lost this game, but I don't think it would have been the type of blowout loss that it was. Um, I need to see more from the Browns to consider them a contender because, honestly, lately, Stefanski's making them look like pretenders. Yeah, that's what you get for leaving the Vikings. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, with the way the Patriots have actually – improved and you know turned their year around which i hate i loathe uh hate everything about it because they actually look like a formidable team see them again you know just under an hour and a half but i get it you're, you're missing nick chubb going into fox bros tough and i would excuse a loss but you can't lose you just can't lose like that you no. can't look not competitive you can't lose 45 to 7 because that just implies that your team is horrible yeah and the Bulls aren't horrible but I, I, it was just – I mean, that can't happen. That just can't happen. We didn't need them to lose 45-7. to 7. It could have been if it was like 45-20. to 20. I mean, you needed to do a little bit more there to not just be the disappointment that it was. So it was ugly. It sucked. I mean, we just need to see more from the Browns because they were our AFC North. AFC North. I have the Browns at twelve and five. They're at five and five, and clearly they're not. They're not. They're not getting anywhere. Yeah. Like they might yeah. make you know a push, but you know the injuries have just been lingering all year for them. And I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, but just not great. Definitely not great. Um. Anyways. I'll go to the obvious one, which is the Rams. I mean, one yeah. of us has to do the obvious one every week. We kind of talked about it, but, I mean, you know the fanfare. And it's, you get Von Miller two weeks ago, big trade for Odell. But the football gods struck earlier on Friday when Robert Woods tore his ACL. That was the first one that goes in line. And this is going to be one of those classic situations where a player means more than you really think. And he does. And – you know, the past, you know, couple days prior to the game, Robert Woods' run blocking numbers 
are coming up. And that's, you know, obviously that's really nitty gritty analytical nerd talk, but it's true. That's, that's something that will matter a lot. And that's another facet of his game. And it's not like we're saying this about just, all right, he's good at run blocking. Like Michael Pittman's good at run blocking, but I'm not going to bloviate over that. But Robert Woods literally was like the highest graded run blocking wide receiver. That means something. And I know it's one game. It's a tough game. I mean, they did make the note many times. This is now Sean McVay and the Rams is five, my bad, fifth straight loss to Kyle Shanahan's 49ers. Um, Shanahan's got their number, and I'll I'll get to Shanahan in in, in a few minutes. I got some things <laughs> to say about him, uh, but yeah, they they. If you were not a football fan, and you had just told me one of these teams is a Super Bowl contender, they just made a couple moves, <clears throat> and they're now the favorites for the Super Bowl. The other team is just you know kind of dealing with injuries, underperforming. You would be, you would think the 49ers were the Super Bowl team and the Rams were the underperforming team because the, the 49ers kicked the shit of them. 44 rushes. They just did everything they wanted, 156 rushing yards, and the Rams never had a shot. I mean, there were so many drops. Higby was dropping passes. Cooper Cup dropped a pass. It was just very sloppy. And on a national stage, this is two straight weeks. I mean, they last week – Got the shit kicked out of them by the Titans. So they know the spotlight is on them. It's going to be very interesting to see how the the next eight weeks go for them. Like, I know it's not sound the alarms by any means, but no, you got to worry, man. I'm I'm worried that it it just – I know you can have all the names in the world, but come on. You got to win. You got to win, boys. You make those trades. You make those moves. You got to you got to produce. So you got no draft picks. So you better win. <laughs> yeah, they really don't have a choice. Like they have to. Like you can't lose the Super Bowl and that's like a lot of pressure for a quarterback who has never won a playoff game. And I love Matthew Stafford, but that's that's the reality. That's the truth. Um, so, Mr. Tour, flop players. I mean, what do you got? You want to lead? You want me to go? I'll let you go first because, as you know, I'm still catching up. <laughs> and as you know, I don't follow any rules. Um, Good. You know what? This it, week, all rules are off. All pets are off this week. It really is just one of those weeks, the flop of the tight end. Um, I'll just start. We watched almost this, this entire game thanks to the red zone, and this player was not hurt. This player was on the field. And TJ Hawkinson, zero, <laughs> zero. <laughs> Mr. Donut, you were on the game in overtime. This game almost – no, it did. It did end in a tie. You you were in there for five quarters of football. And you had zero points. Stop that. It cannot happen. Yeah, I, I just don't understand how that's possible. It doesn't – for him, uh, it, it doesn't – that doesn't make sense. I hate it. I hate that that even happened. But, yeah, I agree. Um, I won't take your other one because, obviously, I'll make a point at who the other – Donut was, so I'll leave you to that because he's not on my list. But, I mean, I just – I have to – I know I don't like doing this. This is back-to-back weeks. I'm going against my own rule. But Matthew Stafford, I mean, I won't go too long because the, the points were already made. But 26 of 41, 243 yards, two interceptions, 33 QBR. I mean, just I, – I hate it. 
because I really like Stafford, and he's on multiple fantasy teams of mine, so we need to pick it up. But there were shades of Detroit Lions' Matthew Stafford this past Monday with some of those picks that looked Carson Wentz-ish. I want to see Matthew Stafford get crushed the way Wentz was getting crushed. As much as I love Stafford, let's be fair here, people. Let's be let's be fair. Dude, and even going back to the Titans game, they're just ugly interceptions by Stafford. So just not horrible good. interceptions. Yeah, very, very not good. And this is a player I didn't want to put here, but Mr. A.J. Brown. Bro, I, I'm sure Tuomly loves seeing you like this. I don't know if he's eating Mexican food again or what, but – I think he's eating Chipotle again. He might have yeah. gotten a package from someone in New York. Not going to say anything, but someone might have sent him something, told him it yeah. wasn't Chipotle. He's got to cut it out. Not eating it. <laughs> 3.3. 3. 3.3, AJ. Come on. I don't have you, but I think I took him in my uh, in my uh, 200 points. So you got to you gotta do more, buddy. Come on. You absolutely took him. I'm sorry for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is another one that we were kind of ragging on before. Matt Ryan. I mean, we were talk- we, we, we did our little, you know, discussion about him, but we didn't go into the stat line because, honestly, I mean, when it's 43-3, to you got to assume the QB stat line isn't going to be good. But, <laughs> all right, let's just do it. <laughs> Nine for 21, 117 yards, two interceptions, and a 9.1 QBR. I mean, he was almost as productive as us three assholes on the couch. So, do you want to hear? I, I saw a tweet. He was, what, there, there's 32 teams in the NFL. He was the 34th ranked quarterback this past week. Okay, you know how that's possible? That's because Cam Newton played, and that's because Case Keenum played. And that's because David Hoyer played for the for the Pats. Even with bye weeks, backup quarterbacks were better than Matt Ryan. Yikes, Matt Ryan! Yikes, not it's just not not what you want to see. Not what you want to see. So very scary stuff for Matt Ryan. So this is a this was a player that you alluded to. Uh, another donut tight end performance. Just Mike Gesicki. You got you got Jacoby Brissett throwing for 150 yards, and then you got Tua dro- dro- uh, throwing for 150 yards. That 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 quarterback situation for the Dolphins is disgusting you got to just start to uh use your first round pick for a reason do not start Jacoby Brissett and and mess with Tua's progression by doing that just start to the Dolphins are really starting to piss me off but Mike Gusecki's the guy I, I've watched enough film on the Dolphins talking about them for for these episodes and there's no reason why Gusecki should not be getting thrown the ball he, he's a beast he makes plays happen so just ugly, ugly stuff out of the Dolphins, and it really pisses me off for some weird reason. I mean, you committed to this guy. Well, I mean, they've been very non-committed lately, but you drafted him with the sixth pick just last year. He has his flaws, but he hasn't really shown this. He doesn't – surely he doesn't look like a top-ten pick at the moment, but he has these flashes. He's shown enough to at least warrant, you know, hope – but you're doing such a piss-poor job of building around him. And you, these rumors are just brutal. Like, why would you even draft this guy in the first place? Like, come on now. It's really annoying what they're doing with Tua. And, I mean, I'm not, not to make this a whole Tua sabbatical because I don't understand why he didn't throw it to Mike Gusecki. But I just don't like what the Dolphins are doing at all either. And it's 
it's really disappointing. Like, just trust, trust your guy. But yeah, I hate it. not not I to hide it. from the flop that was Mike Kaseki, who had just as much production as you and I this past week. Yeah, and we did not run any routes, but you not any routes. We're not blocking. I mean. Mike Gusecki routinely blocks as many people as we do each week, but that's besides the point. Uh, and it's time for some accountability here. Flop number three, I, I have to give to myself because just last week I called Kyle Shanahan out and he had possibly his best coaching performance in maybe two years. I mean, completely dominated this game. Was it, it was a, This was a Kyle Shanahan special. The inside zones running down the throat. Uh, all right, you, 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 bread and butter is what he's got to do. Okay, and they're and they're set for a run. Let me pull up their you know remaining schedule really quick because I'm pretty sure it's somewhat favorable. You know, four and five right now at Jacksonville, home against Minnesota, at Seattle, Cincinnati. Okay, this isn't as easy as you know people were saying, but then Atlanta at Tennessee, home against Houston. I mean, you could. And then they finish the season off against the Rams. So, you know, that's that's their final eight games. You could see five and three, potentially six and two in there if they play like this. However, you know, it is that divisional game bump. He does own the Rams, apparently. So we'll see. But I, I gotta gotta give it up. Oh, I gotta give it up to Kyle Shanahan. It was a vintage, vintage performance, and he did show in fact what his value is as a coach. It's quite good. That was a quite a performance. I flopped on that. They'll they'll probably beat or they'll probably lose to the Vikings. Uh, we could just count that one as a loss. <laughs> okay. There we we, we know that. Um, no, I respect it. You, you gotta you gotta hold yourself accountable. So, no, I like it. I like it. So, uh, bowlers bowler teams, sir, you want me to lead the way or you want you want to take it? I'll let you lead the way, but we do have breaking news, Uh-oh. Mr. Cordero Patterson. Stop. He's will out. not be playing tonight, so not going to tip my hand on who I'm picking tonight, but I think you know who I'm picking tonight. Oh, yeah. Dude, if this is one of those games – I know I'm going to go off on a tangent. If this I is honestly wouldn't games, mind if it is. I would not mind seeing the Patriots lose on national television. Yeah. This is just – it would be typical football, though, if they do. This year, in a nutshell, would be if the Patriots lose against the Falcons. I'd love I mean, it. They can't. They can't. They can't. I'd love it. It can't happen. Oh, I don't want to go off on a tangent because I'll just get – it'll be too much. Um, all right, so I I don't want this to be a Chiefs episode, so I'm, I'm not going to be discussing the emergence of Mahomes, and it needs to be said because we have to give credit when credit's due. The first place Kansas City Chiefs. It's not going to be a, a, a Chiefs episode. We will talk about Mahomes soon, but not right now. Um, I want to talk about the best rookie quarterback that was drafted this year. That was Mac Jones. Um, shame on everyone. Why you even bring up the – Shame on everyone. Shame on draft analysts. Shame on the 31 NFL GMs that said, you know what, let's give the Patriots Mac Jones. I, Everyone, everyone should be disappointed in themselves. I mean, we had Bama wide receivers, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, come out and say that Mac Jones was the best of the three quarterbacks between himself, Hertz, and Tua. You got the players saying that, and everyone just downplayed it. They didn't give a shit. But it just it's disgusting. Anyway, 
the best part of Mac Jones is he doesn't need to have those stat-popping numbers. I mean, he's playing like Tom Brady's rookie year. He was 19 for 23, less than 200 yards in the air, only 198, and three touchdowns, but no turnovers. If you watched Mac Jones play, a lot of third and six conversions, third down conversions, beautifully placed balls. I mean, Mac Jones is doing what the coaching staff is asking him to do, and that's throw a perfect ball. So I got to give credit to Mac Jones. And it kills me to say that because I I know everyone and their brother, if you're not a Patriots fan, you want to see them fail because they've had the dynasty forever. But credit when credit's due, they they drafted the right one out of the bunch as of today, November 18th. I mean, just the facts. So I I would say it's a a combined effort of coaching, Mac Jones, Ramon J. Stevenson, which I think was on your bench. All right. Yeah, had to throw that in there. Uh, It really is the reason I lost. Very good Yes, it's the reason why I lost too, so don't worry. It's fine. And uh, a tremendous defensive effort to uh, to thrashing over the Browns. I mean, it's funny because all the money they spent in the offseason, I would say the only good outcomes have been Hunter Henry, purely because of his health, because the talent was never questioned. Only his availability was questioned, and right now he is playing, so he's doing well. And Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne has been playing well, too, so so good for him. But Nelson Aguilar has been a ghost, and Jonu Smith has been a ghost, too, which— Oh, I mean, Judon has been a beast. Yes, yes, but he—that's—dude, he killed it for the— There was no reason why— he yeah. wasn't going to be a beast. It's it's a move like that that was smart. But the Nelson Aguilar move confused me because I never thought he was going to be that good. And the John U. Smith one kind of angers me because I thought there was going to be a chance we would see the two tight end Patriot system like we did with Gronk and Hernandez. And by no means am I comparing the talent of those four tight ends. I am just blatantly saying two good tight ends, kind of like yeah. how they used to have. You know what I mean. Um, no one wants to see the Pats doing well, but we'll see if they could run away with a wild card or, or if the Bills don't win and the Patriots do, can they win the division? We shall see. We shall see. Well, for that one scenario, I would not mind because if the Patriots are, I would not, I'll say it right now. I would not mind if the Patriots Let's see. Let me see these standings real quick, just so I don't make a complete fool out of myself before I uh, before I make this proclamation. Off the top of my head, I think they are six and four. Yes, so I got it right there. If the Patriots are in first place in the AFC East, come you know four thirty, four forty Sunday, I wouldn't mind because that would mean the Colts defeated the Bills. So I, if we have to help out the Patriots this week. All right, that's fine, because that means we won a huge game. But I digress. Speaking of the Bills, they are your baller this week. I mean, I know it's the Jets. I know they're the league's punching bag. But another case, it could have been the Cowboys easily also, because the Bills were dealing with kind of the same thing, you know, kind of on us too. We didn't sound the alarm bells, but I remember saying at least, you know, touch it, at least hover around it. Because, you know, they, they've been a little concerning, and then they just did what they needed to do. And that was kick the living shit out of the Jets. Uh, they solved the Jets' QB controversy. Mike White is done. 
Joe Flacco is starting this week, so Zach Wilson's clearly not ready, but Mike White experiment over with. And they just – Probably best case scenario. For yeah, Jesse. which is sad. And we were saying that to Jared all day, who's a Jets yeah. fan, unfortunately. We do feel bad for him. But, I mean, they, they, they saved the Jets from ultimate whatever. <laughs> I don't really know. But, yeah, almost 500 yards of offense for the Bills. The defense was, you know – the, the the picks that they were they were causing from Mike White like this this was what we expected from Mike White not what he did against the Bengals I mean four interceptions a fumble recovery they had the ball five less minutes than the Jets and still won by twenty eight points that just you know shows you how just how this game went only fifty four plays to seventy but it was a domination the Bills I mean I would have I wouldn't have minded if the Bills you know didn't look good because they looked great again. And I, you know, it makes me really happy going into this week, but Josh Allen, I mean, 21 to 28, 366, two touchdowns, a freak, uh, an absolute freak. And that connection with Diggs is looking good again. They're your baller. And I'm going to take the first baller. Before, uh, before you start, yeah, go ahead. Baller, what has been the AFC just storyline? They they blow out a team and then they lose the following week. So I'm I know, but the Bills have already dealt with that. They already have their weird loss to the Titans. Their weird loss. <sighs> don't talk me into it. Don't talk me into it because I don't expect them to win this Sunday, and I'm not giving myself enough hope to think that they'll beat the Bills. Obviously, okay. that's going to disappear at 101 when the game is on. But okay. I'm trying my hardest not to get my hopes up. Okay. But segueing right into ballers, it is also Stefan Diggs. The ah. Allen connection this entire season has like been odd. It hasn't been what we expected. And then again, they seem to be coming alive at the worst possible time for me. I wouldn't have minded if this waited another week or two. But eight for one sixty two and a touchdown, thirteen targets. I'm pretty sure the touchdown was that fifty seven yard bomb. I'm not a hundred percent sure but that's a 30 point ppr game and it just looked what it needed to look like what it hasn't looked like all year stefan diggs good on you my friend so diggsy was uh one of my ballers too just i the only thing i would say on that is if you had him this whole time and you've been winning and if diggsy can do this week in and week out he's gonna win you a fantasy championship because you just had to you had to wait for this to explode. I hope he keeps doing this. I love him, even though he left us. But after watching what the Vikings are doing to Justin Jefferson, you know what, Diggs, you had to do what you had to do. You had to go somewhere where you're going to be targeted, be a baller, and you deserve that. So I I remove this is me officially on air removing my pettiness towards Diggs. Good for you. I love you again. I, I never stopped loving you, but I was a little bit upset with you. But I'm I'm back. I'm back to being a Dixie fan. So that's that's big for me. If anyone knows, that's big. If you follow my Twitter when the yes. trade went through, it was ugly for a little bit, but the no love lost. We're we're back. Um all right. Mr. Mahomes, are you back? He is currently the number one quarterback in fantasy football. Of course, just because that's how Mahomes is. He'll, he'll go from seven to one in one game. Uh no turnovers, four hundred and six passing yards, five TDs. This was the quarterback I drafted in the fifth round. I don't know where you've been. You beat me in a fantasy week, and you didn't do enough to win me a week. So it was right in that middle where I lost because of you and I did not win because of you. But you're still my baller because you absolutely torched it. 
All right. Figured. I mean, before we, I go to my next one, it just how it seems right that they're back in first, and I know we've shit on them all all season. You know, continuously doing the last place Chiefs. People have been calling them dead and whatever. And you know, one game doesn't define you, but. This is kind of what we said. I think it was either a week or two ago. You know, if you get right end of November, all you you, you run the table in December, the beginning of the season doesn't matter anymore. No. And yes, obviously the gut reaction, instant reaction to that game is, oh, they're about to turn the corner. They're going to look like the Chiefs again because it was the first time this year they looked like the Chiefs. Uh, but yeah, how if you're a Chargers fan or any other fan of a team in that division, you got to be sick. They sleepwalked through the first nine weeks, and here they are now in first. Everyone screwed up. I mean, the Chargers did what they needed to do when they played them, but we'll get to the Chargers later, later, later. It's disappointing. It's everyone in that division should be disappointing themselves. The, the Chiefs left the door wide open for any. They gave you a nine-week head start to really cause separation. No team really caused separation, and you know they're 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 seeing the consequences. You know, they're seeing the consequences, you know, strike now because it could – he could be on – they could be on a tear right now. We'll see. We'll see. So, Christian McCaffrey is back. Okay. 13 rushes, 95 yards, 7.3 yards per carry, 10 receptions, 66 yards, I believe 15 targets. I mean, 23 touches. What is that? 23 touches, 161 yards, no touchdowns, unfortunately. He had the one that was called back on him, which sucked. Sucked. I wish that didn't get called back. Oh, yeah, he got that. I I remember that. Um, But, yeah, he's back. Fantasy is an instant 20 to 25. Just got to hope he doesn't get hurt. And, you know, if he stays healthy the rest of the year, that'll really damage the Justin – not Justin. Oh, God. See, this is already already a bad sign for it. It will really damage the Jonathan Taylor – RB1 campaign because a healthy CMC slowly is yeah. reminding us he just might be the best running back. In if, if he's healthy out there, there's no compare. He is, he's going to do what I did. You, you have the first overall pick. You're looking at Derrick Henry and you're like, I can't take Derrick Henry. There's a healthy CMC. It's, it's a trap. Every it's all a fucking trap. Um, all right. So you took, Two, you took Diggsy and CMC. So my second one is going to be Deep God. Uh, We're going to hint towards him a rushing touchdown, rush, uh, a receiving touchdown. This man could do it all. And um, the biggest chain of all time. Yes, he does, and he deserves it because this is what I predicted Brandon Ayuk to be. So, <laughs> you know what? Just, just like how you predicted Robert Woods and then it was Cooper Cup. I predicted Brandon Ayuk, and now it's Debo Samuel. So you know what? Maybe next year we'll be right. But Ayuk actually good. looks good, though. Now he's like looking. He's involved. He's looking yeah, confident. Let's let's, let's not. I, I don't have him on any fantasy team. So <laughs> just shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, take it away. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to pour salt on the wound there. Uh, Debo was my last one. And, you know, it was foolish of me to hold him a third, but it looks like I took most of yours anyway. Uh, you did. <laughs> so my honorable mention, just because it had to be done. I mean, Cam, come on now. It just oh, was – like he, he deserves I like it. it. I know it's been, you know, 
beating like a drum, but he's back. We all heard him say it. And you just had to know, as soon as he was there, his first play at the goal line, he was going to score. And he got and he got the passing touchdown, too. Like you said earlier, if he could just play competent, I mean... We do have breaking news. More. Not football-related. Oh. But baseball-related. Did I just got an alert. I didn't see what it was. What is it? Shohei Otani is unanimously crowned oh. the AL MVP, which is like saying water's wet. But... We got to break breaking news when when the news breaks. I think it could have been Vlad, but then, you know this isn't. We're not talking baseball. Uh, I I think it should. We'll save that conversation for. It, I had to bring it up. I had to bring it up for another day. No, no, good, good on you, good on you. A, a deserving candidate for sure. I mean, he's a god. We, we want to talk about oh, gods, dude. Oh, hey, Otani is a I've god. Never, I've never seen anyone do what he's doing. And that's that's all I'm going to say about it. He is yeah, no, it's something that literally hasn't been done in a hundred years. So yeah. he's easily one of the most fun players in baseball to watch. I can't wait for him to leave the Angels and come to the Mets. So that'll be cool. Uh, that's never going to happen, obviously, because the Mets are an absolute disaster. But you know, save that for another time for a baseball episode, which will be coming, you know, in the coming weeks. Because I, I do realize it has been neglected, but it's all right. Uh. I cut you off in the middle of your... Oh, yeah, Cam. Cam, Cam, Cam. I I said pretty much most of what I had to say, but, yeah, we alluded to it. If he could play competent football, look somewhat decent, you know, the Panthers have every right to fight for a playoff spot. I believe they're, what, 5-5, and 4-5, and 5-4, and something in that range. We'll see. Don't think they'll make noise, but if they're... Because their defense and their offensive weapons, that, that team is still solid enough to make a push. It wasn't the Panthers sucked. It was Sam Darnold sucked. And ultimately, the guy that they gave up picks for was holding them back. But, yeah, since you stole Debo, honorable mention, Super Cam. All right. And then my honorable mention, I was going to say CD, but we don't need to discuss that man's name. Daddy Justin Jefferson. Woo! Woo! No TDs, but 10 catches, 146 yards, 9 catches. We need to see from Justin. Yeah. We need that every week. Clint Kubiak, I know you're listening. You mother – give him no, – Yeah, I didn't call out Kyle Shanahan. I mean, clearly he listened also, so that is yeah. also why he devised the game of his life. We need All right. Yeah. For our lads, who both won. Both won again in each other's presence. Who would know? We love it. I mean, that kind of means we have to watch every game the rest of the year together. But I mean, that's, that's exactly what it means if we're being honest. If, if our teams lose this week – we, I'll see you. I'll see you the week after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, it clearly has nothing to do with the fact that they're playing the Vikings. I mean, they're playing the Packers and the Bills. It has nothing to do with that. It's literally because we're not with each other. I don't yes, care if they're playing Greek gods. If we're not with each other and they both lose, or even one of them lose, we know what happens. Uh, I'll go first. I don't have too many notes because this was a game that when they play the I, at this point when they play the Jaguars. I'm just happy to come out with a win. We see it all the time with divisional games, and the Jags are just a team that always gets up and plays one of their games of the year against the Colts. They're never blowouts. It's always to the wire. They always split, so I'm terrified that they have to go to Jacksonville in Week 18. I I hate that, but that's a problem. That's a future me problem. We'll see that in in you know two months. Uh, I'm just happy with the win. Underwhelmed, yes, but. This one I'm going to chalk up to very tough divisional game, and that 
that that team on the other side just wants it a lot. I mean, we, we've seen it time and time again with other divisional games. So it was a case of that. Jonathan Taylor, 21 for 116 and a touchdown. And I'm going to have the obnoxious audacity to say, quiet game for JT. And the fact that we could say this now as Colts fans is insane. They had like a 45, 46 game stretch one one at one time, because that's obviously not one season, that's like two and a half seasons, where they didn't have a 100-yard rusher. This is a team that consistently was horrible at running the football. They now have one of the best running backs in football. I might have to drop him from top three with Christian McCaffrey looking like a god. Top five, still. Top five. He's easily top five. He's not a god. And, you know, they kind of slowed giving him the ball again last week for whatever reason, but the Jags also were stopping it, so credit there. Uh, the breakout, I mean, there's just uh, – Michael Pittman is uh, is amazing. A quiet fantasy game, 5 for 71, but that – when's rolling out, hits him on the sideline, toe tap, which really helped push them to winning this game. Amazing. And I do mention it's on third down for this reason. Let's just go over Mr. Pittman's stats on third down alone. He's got 331 yards, which is – Almost half of his entire yards, and that's second most in football. He's got 15 first downs, which is third. Six 20-plus yard receptions on third down, that's first. And then 21 first down catches, third down catches, which is also first. So he's got 21 catches for 331 yards. I, I don't know the math right off the top of my head, but that's well over 10 yards a catch. Uh, he, he's, this is what, this is, he's doing everything we wanted from him. He is now clearly Carson Wentz's security blanket, best receiver on the team. And I sent you that picture, three highest graded uh, second-year receivers. We knew it. Edie Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman Jr. The breakout has, could not have felt any better. And then, speaking of breakouts, the last two weeks, finally, it took some time. He has been working through injuries. And, you know, this is a tough position to come into the NFL and, you know, deliver right away if you're not a generational guy. But Mr. Quitty, Quitty, Quitty Pay, last two weeks, he has 16 hurries. Five quarterback hits, finally got his first sack this week. We knew it was coming. He's seeming to finally turn the corner. He's looking more and more formidable every week, which is huge because this team, you know, they kind of, they used to have the great pass rush, but no running game. Now they have a running game, no great pass rush. So hopefully Quitty's getting there. Finally got his first sack. Hopefully the floodgates open. And then the other man, Dio Odangbo, uh, second-round pick, who they're hoping this could be, you know, the duo of the future for them, game-ending strip sack. So seeing those two make an impact on the game was huge. I know it's the Jags. But even as a young guy in this league, like momentum, playing well, that that wonders for your confidence and hopefully the rest of the way you know they can you know turn it up because they're going to need it the secondary has been struggling but those are those are my notes on it just get away from Jacksonville with a win that's all I can say about this little rivalry with them the more we talk about our teams and clown teams the more I really do believe that we have the same teams just different conferences because the way that you feel about the Jags and just coming out with a win against them is exactly how I feel about coming out with a win against the Lions yeah. We saw what I said about the Lions-Vikings matchup. Just take take the Lions. They will not 
lose by nine and a half points, bet the mortgage on it, whatever you want to say. And I was right. Um, if you could come away with a win as the Vikings against the Lions, it's, it's, you're celebrating like you just beat the Packers because that, that's a game that you lose or can lose. So I get it. I'm, I'm right with you there. And we really are the same team. Anyway, loved it. Loved everything. Um, I'm, I'm going to regurgitate some of what I said earlier just because it needs to be said again and it's that important. But finally, finally, the Vikings closed the door on the team and did not allow them to come back. And honestly, it's thanks to a third and six conversion on a beautiful throw by Kirk to Justin Jefferson and a beautiful catch by J.J. Um, it was a challenge, but it was a catch. I, I didn't see the ball shift at all when he was coming down. It was a catch. Um, I say it week, at, week after week, the Chargers don't have any home field advantage. And to see the purple crowd there that showed up in L.A. was beautiful. Doing the skull chant in an away field is just a slap in the face of the Chargers. And their oh, family. that home field is just forever dead. Uh, it's, it's sad. Honestly, it's disappointing to be a Chargers fan just because you don't have a home field advantage. You have no crowd that cheers for you. There's more cheering when Herbert was on the field because of Vikings fans. And no disrespect to the Vikings. They do have a great fan base, but they're not one of those teams that you think just travels to the extent of, like, the Packers, the Cowboys, the Steelers. Like, I'm not saying anything. This is no shot to the Vikings fans at all, but, like, it's almost like every team. It really is almost every team. When they go there, it sounds like a home game. Even when the Colts played there two years ago. It did not sound like a char- – it sounded more like a neutral field because I don't think the Colts fandom travels well at all. But the fact that they're out there too, I mean, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. I feel bad for Chargers. Like, I feel bad. But I don't feel bad for the fans because it's literally them. I feel bad for the players. Yeah, I feel bad for Herbert. Like, yeah. you're, you're making Dolphins fans, like, want to throw up and kill themselves. And, like, you can't even have your own fan base come out and – Cheer for you. Like, dude, we know the Dolphins' home field would be mental if Herbert was playing. Like, it would be crazy. But but uh, we're digressing. The, um, the positives. Uh, Eric Hendricks, beautiful, beautiful interception. We love you. Uh, the sack, everything about him I love. Uh, Cam Byron needs to be on the field. Um, I know Harrison Smith's coming back, but you got to find a way to get the man on the field. Uh, come up with blitz packages for him, three safety packages. Honestly, my favorite, put Harrison Smith at a sub-linebacker and leave Byram as a safety because you got Woods out there too. Just don't forget about him, please. Like, the guy's playing well. He's If you take out snap count, he is the highest-ranked safety in the NFL. He, he's playing that well. I mean, just you got to get the guy in the field. Um, Justin Jefferson, I mean, coaches, do you see what happens when you give him targets? Nine catches, 143 yards. Clint Kubiak, you do that again and then again and for the rest of the season and don't fucking forget it. Uh, the bad was being reminded we traded a fourth-round pick to the Jets for Chris Herndon, who's done nothing when Tyler Conklin has been bowling. Um, so just that's the bad. That's the only bad I have. Uh, the great thing is that Harrison Smith is coming back next week. Patrick Peterson is coming back next week. We're another week closer to Michael Pierce coming back. Um, I feel good. The last time I felt good was going into the Cowboys game, and we saw how that ended. It was borderline depression. But I'm going to continue to have hope. And next week, I think we could beat the Packers. Uh, That would be a massive momentum shift for us and our playoff hopes. And 
just honestly, if we beat the Packers, this whole season will be forgiven. Everything we've done before this point, I will forgive. Mike Zimmer, do not fuck with my heart. I literally cannot take having hope and then being destroyed. We need to win. Thank you. That's all. And, I mean, it really shouldn't be this hard to get the ball to one of the best receivers in football. It, it shouldn't. It's infuriating that every week it's the same story besides this week with why why aren't we getting this guy the ball? Like, what, what are we doing? So that was just so refreshing to see Justin Jefferson just get force-fed. And you know what? That's what needs to happen. There's no wrong that could go on with force-feeding Justin Jefferson. Even if it goes bad, even if Curry throws a pick, I don't think you'll have anyone complaining until it becomes like a bad habit. Like, all right, maybe we should stop this because yeah. they've criminally underused him. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. Hoping for both of our guys. But, again, we will see. Game of the week for this week. What is your choice, sir? I feel like I know what yours is going to be. It is. It's America's game of the week. It's Mahomes versus Dak. I mean, really – should be a high-scoring game. I, I would not bet my savings account on the over, but if I had a lot of money to bet, I'm taking the fucking over. Um, I want to see a 40-36 to 36 matchup. Uh, Chiefs win only because I need an AFC team to beat the NFC, and I'm still not over the Cowboys being the Vikings. So got the Chiefs winning, just purely AFC versus NFC. No other reason why. I'm going to go off the off the – I'm going to go outside of the box here. Oh, boy. Oh I'm boy. going to say the game of the week is going to be the Ravens and the Bears. I'm not saying because of the matchup. I just think I'm going outside the box this week. I just think this, when we talk next week, when we look at all the games, look at all the box scores, we'll just be like, wow, that was the best game. I think the Ravens will win. I think the Ravens are going to win 30-27. to 27, But I think Justin Fields is going to have another – Strong, strong game. I think Lamar rebounds. And I just think it's going to be a great game. Outside the box, but that's how we got to do it. I like it. I like it. I, I think that's uh, – I you know what? I I hope the Ravens win because everyone knows my hatred for uh, for the Bears. So I, I like it. I uh, We'll see. We'll see how it goes out. Yep. All right. There's your matchups of the week. Charged up, well, not Chargers. Chiefs versus Cowboys for Stern, Bears versus Ravens for I and Al. I, I think it's slowly becoming our favorite segment. Oh, the yeah. The 200 point lineups, of course. It's and honestly, it's, it's electricity. I, I absolutely love this segment. Stern and I have yet to get there, and again, it happened. This week, 134.2 for I. And 132.4 for Stern. So we had the four exact same numbers. They just, you know, were a little little twisted and turned. I had Stafford and Cup with like a 20-point lead. And Stern had Debo and Kittle. And, I mean, Stern almost stormed back. You know, one more catch for either of them, and you probably would have won. But yeah. I digress. I get the first pick. And I'm you've put the nerves on me, saying the first pick is obvious this week. And I absolutely hate that because I have no idea absolutely no idea who that could possibly be so now no matter what I do I feel like I'm making the wrong pick what do you got but I'm going 
with something I said I would never do again, and maybe it's a prisoner of the moment, maybe it'll come back and bite me, I'm going to go with McCaffrey. I did not think you were going to take McCaffrey first. I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor. That was your obvious first pick? Yeah, dude, he's been killing it. He's been killing I know, it. But I'm, I'm worried. This is just the pessimist in me with going against the Bills, a great defense. I'm scared. Uh, I'm going to take Najee Harris, assuming yeah. Ben comes back. I'm taking uh, – Because the Chargers' run defense is horrible, so. Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Dalvin was on my list, but I'm happy with the – This one hurts. This one really hurts. And, you know, if you listen to the points I said earlier, uh, I'm going going Stephon Diggs. The Colts secondary is horrible. Daddy Debo. Hey, took Debo from me. All right, now this is – now we're getting to – now we're getting somewhere. Okay. I'm going to go Devontae. Sorry. Uh, you know what? In my flag? Uh, no, because I don't think you're going to take him. Let's go. Oh, we know that Tyreek. worked last week. Let's go Tyreek. Okay. Tyreek Hill. Okay. I'd be so fucking pissed. Uh, I've one. I've one. No, I have two receivers. I have two receivers. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Ugh, nah. I'm going to stick with Kelsey. Fuck it. Ah, oh, good. Austin Eckler in my flight. Wow, really? Well, I don't expect that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with. First time I'm taking him, Addy Dak. Wow, here's my second option, Mahomes. I figured you were going to go Mahomes. <laughs> okay. What do I working with? I have both my receivers, both my running backs. I don't have a flex yet. Hmm. Oh, yeah, because you took a tight end before me. All right, well, since he's right there, I'm going to take CD Lamb. Yeah, he was he was up there. I'm taking the Titans defense. Oh, I know I should have done that. They were my streaming option of the week. I'm going with the Browns defense. I mean, this is based on the fact that, you know, Jared Goff hasn't been practicing. And if there is actually a worse option than Goff, the Browns defense should feast. I know they just got the shit kicked in out of them, but no. Not twice in a row. And I am taking the number four kicker in football, Mr. Greg Joseph for the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. Okay. Respect. Interesting lineup I got going here. I don't think I've had some of these people. We avoided the homes like the plague. There's definitely a few that I have avoided. Uh, All I need is a kicker now, I believe. Yes, you were correct. I'm going to go with Chris Boswell. Stick with the hot foot. All right. I'm taking uh, Mr. Kittle, who's been on fire the past two weeks. Yeah, he has been. He looks back. He's good for football because, come on now, 
We we love we love George. Kittle. Yeah, dude, Kittle's blocking the block against Donald. I I love Kittle. It, it, I, I just it's very hard to not love George Kittle. But you know, we always spatter and spew between our picks, so we'll condense it. You go first. We'll read our teams down the list. Got Mr. Patrick Mahomes, Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook, Debo, Deep God, Tyreek, Kittle, Eckler, the Titans defense, and Mr. Greg Joseph. I have Dak, McCaffrey, Najee Harris, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, CeeDee Lamb, the Browns defense, and Mr. Chris Boswell. And, you know, I kind of am a little hypocritical. Not hypocritical. Uh, contradicting myself. All big names again this week, just because it's so hard. I don't really, I, I don't know. This is the most upside to 200. And Deontay Johnson, who was my sleeper last week, you know, really didn't pull through. So that is what it is. Thursday night football prediction, sir. We almost, like, you know, spoiled it a few times in the beginning. Oh, actually... We forgot to break this news when we were talking about baseball. Bryce Harper also, your NL MVP. Which, really? You know, could be a little bit of a surprise, but, I mean, he was he was on a tear all season long. Uh, I hate him, but I will give him credit because he's been balling for the, you know, the whole year. Good so, for him. Good, good for, for him. him. Honestly, I mean. Fuck the Phillies, but good for him. Thursday uh, night football prediction. Yes. All right. So uh, the Pats with another Hunter, uh, Hunter Henry touchdown. I put a lot of money on that. I Connecticut legalized betting. I need to get into it. I got to do it. I don't know what I'm doing yeah. here. So we're going to say 24 to 10, and the 10 is being pretty gracious to the Falcons. No Patterson. I mean, Pitts is basically the only option, so you know Bill Belichick's going to just hone in on him. And, you know, it worked last week in the favor of the Dolphins. I don't see how any chance in hell the Falcons can win tonight. I'm going to go as far as to say they don't belong in the same field right now as the Patriots. They're not looking good at all. The Patriots are the hot, one of the hotter teams in football. Their quarterback looks great, you know, very accurate, completing everything. Their best offensive weapon is down. Cat sighting again. You got a cat alert. Stern has brought, brought the beast on camera. Uh, we love that. But, yeah, I'm just hoping – this is a game where I'm rooting against my pick. So I hope everything I just said negatively about the Falcons can come back to bite me like it did last week with the Ravens and the Dolphins. Uh, but, yeah, I'm taking the Patriots rolling in this one 31-14. to 14, And I don't know – I really don't know how the Falcons scored twice in this game. Confidence. That's what, uh, that's what I'm going to go with. And now, you know, sometimes our endings, you know – we listen to our shows. We like to criticize ourselves. Sometimes our endings could be a little spattered. We don't know where to go. So we've ended a final segment with our closing thoughts. Stern just got slapped in the face by the cat. Um, closing thoughts. This is where we just, you know, make a quick note on things we missed, things we're looking forward to this upcoming week, pretty much anything. Literally your last thoughts before we end in a, in a more organized fashion. So Stern, our first closing thoughts go to you. I possibly alluded to this. I texted you about it. I am very excited. I have one gigantic upset this week. The Colts beat the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. I said it. It's going to happen. I am rooting 
for the Indianapolis Colts this week. I, dude, I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid. They are going to beat the Bills. I hope. I, I really, I really hope. Uh, you got any others? We'll we'll do we'll do one at a time. You go. That's, I, I I brought up the the winless watch with the Lions a little bit earlier, and that was what I was another closing thought. But my biggest closing thought, my only closing thought, other than just some kind words about you coming over. Um, the Bills, man, they, they're going to lose to the Colts. That's it. All right, beautiful. And, you know, trying to manifest that as much as I can. So, my closing thoughts. Bouncing right off of yours. Please, guys, please, for the love of God, just beat those goddamn Buffalo Bills. Please, please go there and beat them. I'll do it. That would be so huge. We'll turn the season around. Can the real Justin Herbert please show up? Please stand up. Come on. What are we doing, Justin Herbert? What are we doing, Chargers? Getting worried. Getting real worried about you. And my final thought, let both of our teams win again this week. Manifest positivity. Manifest good vibes. And let us move forward with next week being an amazing show. That is all, folks. Thank you for stopping by. An amazing show, as always. Stern, it's been real. Peace.